wonderful journey exploring the fivefold gifts we found we find in Ephesians four, and Andre taught us on that. Um, and I've heard how in all the small groups and everywhere there's been a lot of conversation, wonderful conversation going on as we find ourselves in God and in His design. Many of us are sometimes very aware of our personality types um, and our, our, our Enneagram types and our MBTI types, and we find a lot of value in that, and there is a lot of value in that, um, but also as we explore the design of God for His church and how He has gifted us with different giftings and offices and high flows through us, we, we begin to learn things of ourselves that we maybe didn't know that well, and because we didn't know that well, we also didn't necessarily do it that well. And you are a gift to the church, right? Do you remember that? Look at your neighbor and say, you're a gift. Say, we need you. If you are married, look to your spouse and say, we need you, oh baby, oh baby. (laughs) All right. So, um, Ruth is a leader in our congregation who we have loads of respect for. Um, And she's actually on crutches, but she said she wants to not preach sitting down like Andy Stanley. It's funny that Andy Stanley preached sitting down, but anyway, that's, uh, that's on a different, that's a different thing. But Ruth wants to stand and preach, and I hope that you would be healed more after you have done this and as the Lord flow through you. She's going to teach on what's called the redemptive gifts. So remember, we want to, we want the Gifts found in Scripture to be demystified to us so that the word prophet doesn't seem so far-fetched, but you can actually maybe resonate with it. Um, for instance, we want it to be demystified. We want to help you to identify with it yourself. What might I be gifted with? Um, how, has, how has God designed me? And then we are also going to prophesy, and specifically like today, during the ministry, and also then on the 31st of July, we're going to have a, uh, a great focus on summarizing this and prophesying so that these things can be established in our hearts. Ready for that? Um, awesome. Thank you, Byron. So uh, let's pray for Ruth. Father, I thank you for the blessing we have in Ruth. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would consume her as she teaches your word. Bless her and heal her also in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Morning, everyone. Um, I wanted to stand because I can stand again, and it's really nice. (laughs) Um, So praise the Lord for that. Um, So I actually just want to start by saying thank you for the opportunity to share this morning. Um, Shortly after... uh, Diopia messaged me and asked me if I'd do a, teach, a small teaching as part of this series on gifts. Um, it was one of those strange moments where I found my fingers typing yes, and I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> um, so, and then, like, so then I read through the scripture that he sent me. I was like, oh, that's, wow, that's awesome. But I have nothing to say about it. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Um, so, yes, it's... <laughs> it's um, the Lord is really faithful, and um, so he slowly helped me start to unpack and discover um, as, I, um, as the days and weeks went on. 
Um, and it's actually been really cool to have to rely on him um, and just to spend this time with him um, in preparing. Um, and also, I just wanted to say thank you so much for every prayer and message and word of encouragement. Some of you are flowing very strongly in that gift, so <laughs> thank you so much. Um, awesome. I also just want to pray quickly. Dear Lord Jesus, um, thank you so much um, just for your presence and... I ask, Lord, that you lead me by your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the gifts that you've given us by your mercy, Lord. Yeah, Lord Jesus, we just give this time to you, Lord. I pray that you anoint my lips and my words, that I may speak truth. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your joy upon us this morning. And we just rest in your joy and your peace. Amen. Amen. so as Yehweh mentioned, um, mentioned, last week Andre shared on the gifts of the fivefold ministry found in Ephesians 4, and today I'll be sharing on the gifts found in Romans 12, um, which have a few different names. So the redemptive gifts, um, also known as the motivational gifts, and you might have heard them as the gifts of the Father. Um, so... Um, What I'll be sharing is some of my own revelations, but I've also borrowed from some more experienced teachers, just a disclaimer. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to start by reading Romans 12 for us. Um, I'm going to start at the beginning of the chapter and read to quite a decent portion of it, um, just to give us a bit more context as to where these gifts are mentioned in Scripture, and then we will unpack it from there. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, though many, We form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal. But keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. 
Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. So a cool thing that I discovered while I was preparing this, um, I was looking at the different um, scriptures on the giftings, and I realized that in every single one of those chapters that talks about the gifts, there's mention of the body. Um, and, uh, and then when I thought about it, I was like, that's it's quite obvious, because the gifts are given in context of the body and for the primary purpose of serving the body. But it's just, it's really good for us to remind ourselves of that, and, I th- and it's, it's beautiful how intentional scripture is in, in mentioning, we are a body, here are the gifts. We are a body, here are your gifts to serve the body. So this, that is the context with which I want to look at the gifts this morning, is through that lens of we, we are one body with many members, and we all belong to each other. And so the gifts that we have are to serve one another. And I think that's when the names, the motivational gifts and the, you know, the gifts that the Father's given us to bless and build up each other um, come from and to redeem um, the body um, and to redeem the, um, later on after the body, the world. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just um, so the gifts are the primary purpose of the gifts is to serve the body. Um, and then another, so yeah, those scriptures just point out just the verses that speak about the body um, in the context of the scriptures that mention the, the gifts. Another interesting thing that I found in common with all the three of those scriptures um, is uh, they, so in Paul's letters, he, and in all of them, he speaks about love um, in all three of those scriptures. And it's, I think, an important reminder that in serving and using our gifts, it must be done in love and from a place of love for one another. Um, so those are just two things to, to keep in mind as we go through them. And then um, I came across um, a very cool quote, just in terms of the gifts and the body. So Basil the Great, who was a bishop in, three, in the 300s AD in Cappadocia, said, in addition, since no one has the capacity to receive all spiritual gifts, but the grace of the Spirit is given proportionately to the faith of each, when one is living in association with others, the grace privately bestowed on each individual becomes common possession of his fellows. So it's really beautiful. Like So we can each flow at times in the different gifts. Um, so it's not saying that we don't have the capacity to receive them like um, at all at any time, but we can't have all be flowing in all of them at all times. Um, and so the grace is given to us to for, to flow in a specific gift that the Lord has called us to, um, but that we um, receive the benefit of the collective of the gifts because of God's grace. Um, you'll notice the beginning of Romans 12 starts with, therefore. Um, <laughs> so it, I, can't, I couldn't really just carry on and just ignore that part. Um, and so I started reading, um, God is really faithful. I was actually reading Romans this um, in the past few weeks. So um, <laughs> my preparation was a lot easier. Um, and so the first verse says, therefore, 
I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. And then he goes on. So, so he's pausing there and going to look at why there's a therefore and what comes before the therefore. In Romans 1 to 11, we find Paul writes about the foundation of our faith. And he really explains salvation and the gospel. And he goes right back and um, explains from how we are, have been saved um, from, um, from living out of the law into grace. And so it's a really important um, to, to look at this from that context that, um, that the therefore is says, in view of God's mercy. So that's what we need to, to keep in mind. And so Romans 12 um, really speaks about our faith in action and how to live that out. Um, Chris Langham, um, just a, a few portions of a commentary he wrote, it says, Romans 12 is a radical, beautiful way to live, transformed life, serving others above self, genuine love, and overcoming evil with good. People who live this way are amazing, but doesn't work if you skip the gospel. He goes on to say, in view of God's mercy, keep your, keep your eyes fixed on the truth that Jesus saved you. So he's commenting on that, that portion that says, in view of God's mercy. And he's reminding us that like Paul put that in there to say, you need to keep your eyes fixed on this truth when, when we are serving one another and when we are living in community as a body of Christ, um, that everything flows from the, the truth that the Lord saved us. Um, and he closes that by saying, all of Christian life is a response. So everything is done in response to God's mercy. Um, so if you, <laughs> if you read Romans chapter 12, if you need a revelation of God's mercy, it's rather humbling. Um, if you need a revelation that not one of us sitting here deserves to be here, that we were chosen way before we could even earn it, um, even though we probably, and we will never be able to earn it. And we need to live from this revelation that the Lord chose us out of his mercy. And we need to, and from that place, we can live a life worthy of the calling that we have received. Um, and so I really feel that these gifts are part of living that out, of living out um, a life worthy of that calling, um, of being saved into God's family, being saved by grace out of, um, out of his mercy. And so by mercy we were chosen, by his grace we were saved into his body. So that therefore is really important because this whole chapter flows from mercy and we have to have a revelation of God's mercy to be able to receive this as our identity, as his body, as, as our gifts, as our calling. So I just wanted to highlight how obvious it is in the scripture. <laughs> There's a screenshot. It's a screenshot of the... There we go. Um, so you can see it's laid out. Um, so it starts, the chapter starts with the therefore, and then it's in view of God's mercy. Um, and I, I thought it was quite significant, the, the flow um, of this. 
Um, so in view of God's mercy, live, we need to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. So that's our response is to give everything to God. Um, and then the next two things, the first actions we're given, as, like how do we live as a living sacrifice? One, we need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So, and then two, um, in humble service to the body of Christ. So in response to God's mercy, if we are going to live as living sacrifices, then the, we first have to transform our minds and or renew our minds um, and then serve the body. So it it's, flows right there. Um, yeah, so I think just the importance of this, um, that it's placed straight after um, the, the scripture explaining that we have to live, um, give ourselves as living sacrifices. Okay. Um, so the gifts. So it would be, um, it seems clear to me that we, we're born with these specific gifts. So we... If as we read through them, um, I think you can you can start to see how they play out in your life, and how even before you were saved, you might have already had these gifts. Um, it's very much part of your um, character and your personality. Um, and so, again, just to recap, the, that the gifts are given to serve and build up the body. Um, and it's interesting because Paul says it like. He says stuff that sounds like quite obvious. He's like, if your gift is teaching, then teach. And you're like, well, yeah, what else are you going to do? Um, but I think it's, it's if I, the more I read it, the more it feels it's very intentional because it's a reminder that you've been given a gift. You need to use it. So, yes, it is obvious. If you've got the gift of teaching, then teach. Like, just do it. Um, but then he also mentions with some specific gifts um, almost an attitude or like the the heart that it needs to flow from. So, for example, if you give, give generously. Or if you um, show mercy, do it cheerfully. So it's also important that it flows from the right place. And if it's not, um, then we really need to just come and align with, with God. Um, then, while everyone has the potential to serve in a specific gift, not everyone will be called into a consistent function of that gift within their community. So... Yes, you can do something at a time or in like a small portion, but maybe you're not called into that. The gifts that you, the specific giftings that you have is something that you flow in continuously and you serve in continuously to build in the body. So, for example, 1 Corinthians 14 says we should all desire prophecy. Um, So while everyone can and will prophesy as they walk with God, not everyone will be called into the consistent function of prophecy within their community. And the same is true of every gift listed in Romans 12. We are all um, called to show mercy, but some carry a specific gift of mercy where they see um, a need and can help in whatever community they're located in. We're all called to serve. We're all called to teach because we're all called to make disciples. We're all called to give. We're all called to encourage. So it's just that difference of being... um, like. Like I said, the, the specific gifting you have would be something that you do more consistently um, in your um, building up of the body and that you can serve in, um, on, in an ongoing basis. Um, so, yeah, it's really something I feel it's like a natural strength that you 
play into. Um, so, <laughs> we should not use these gifts as an excuse not to serve or grow in other areas. So, it can't be like, I'm a teacher, so I'm not going to do the other stuff. Sorry. Cool. So, let's unpack the gifts. Um, the first one, prophesying. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. Um, Corinthians, so 1 Corinthians 14, 3-4 says... But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. The one who prophesies edifies the church. So to edify we, um, the, is to build up. And in accordance with your faith is the, the, the how given with prophecy. Um, is We have to give what the Lord has given us and not more. So it's... We, yeah, if the Lord shares something with us, even if it's one word, if that's where our faith is, that all we got was one word, it's to step out and share that one thing and, and not more. So serving. If it is serving, then serve. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. Um, servers are highly motivated doers who find joy in serving others. Um, you'll often find them, um, and these are some ideas if you feel you have this gift, visiting the sick, taking um, a meal to a busy friend or a family, um, giving people lifts, um, offering to babysit. <laughs> um, some, you'll, you'll know someone has the gift of serving when they repeatedly offer to do your laundry when you've broken your ankle. Teaching. If it is teaching, then teach. Ephesians 4 verse 15 reminds us to speak the truth in love. So what do we need to teach? Um, we need to speak truth. What is that truth? Scripture. How do we do it in love? Um, there are many places to teach, um, not just up here, which is slightly awkward. Um, <laughs> but there is um, space to teach in small group. Um, offer. Aubrey would love it if you were down to share a message at youth. <laughs> volunteering to present at Bible school. Um, there's, you can um, teach one-on-one -on -one through discipleship, mentorship. You can offer to help at kids' church, preaching in, you could preach in church as well, um, or teaching on missions, or even um, maybe sharing a, a teaching at big group. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. The one who exhorts in his exhortation. So some scripture um, translations for encouraging say exhortation, which, which um, actually is quite a, um, a, a deep word. Um, so exhortation is an urging done by someone close beside. Um, so there's this, this closeness, but it's someone urging you on. And it also means to um, stimulate, encourage, admonish, which actually means warn, reprimand, advise or urge, so there is a sense of not only like, yeah, go for it, but there's also, okay, go for it in line with what the Lord is saying, um, and helping to encourage in, in Scripture and in line with Scripture, and it also means to stir up, which is just awesome, and um, yeah, we really need this gift in the body, to stir up the other gifts, to encourage each other in, in the other gifts. Um, and to exhort us to develop relationships with other believers for the purpose of encouraging them in their spiritual growth. Um, one of the biggest um, weapons that the enemy uses against us is discouragement. 
And so it's really important that we um, almost like undo the, the devil's purposes by encouraging people in their God-given gifts. So just some ideas. I mean, it's super easy. You can send a voice note. You can send a message. Phone someone when you're thinking about them. Um, encourage the members of your small group. Go for a walk with someone. Go for coffee with them and just speak life over them. Then giving. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is contributing, sorry, these just different translations when I've put them like that. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. So giving is, yes, it's financially, but it's also other resources, our time, our possessions. Um, the Greek word for giving um, actually just means sharing. Um, so it's also sharing stuff that's, that's close to you, that's, it's, you know, it's yours as well, um, and giving from that place. Um, and just important to highlight, giving is, is over and above tithing. We're all called to tithe. <laughs> this is like um, flowing in that generosity um, over and above that. Um, so um, you'll see people with this gift um, are actually very excited by the prospect of blessing others. They desire to give quietly um, and in secret, but will also motivate others to give. And they're able to, um, they're very alert to, to seeing people's needs. Um, and generosity in terms of the attitude of our giving is a readiness to give of more, uh, more of something that is strictly necessary or expected. And I love that word readiness because it's, it speaks of a willingness to give and a sincerity in giving um, and not with ulterior um, motives. Um, with this gift, um, there, it's of, also of, um, important to really rely on the Lord for wisdom and sensitivity to his Holy Spirit so that we can steward his resources as well. And then, oh, so I don't know where I heard this, but it just encourages me so much. Um, you can never outgive God. So to all the givers out there, just keep giving because you can't outgive God and he's got more than enough. Then leading, if it is to lead, then do it diligently. The one who leads with zeal. Um, so to lead is really to stand out in front and um, also to be a protector. And um, Debbie actually shared with me that the, the Greek word for zeal um, is enthusiasm, um, passionate dedication, and diligence. Um, so that's, yeah, it's so exciting like to have leaders like that who lead with enthusiasm um, and, but are also passionate and diligent in, in how they um, go about their leadership. Um, some scripture also, um, translations also call um, these, this gift uh, um, the gift of administration or administrators. Um, so these are really people who can see the long-term goal. They're good organizers. They find efficient ways of getting things done. Um, so we really need them to, to get things done. And if you, um, there's a lot of place for this in ser like leading a serving team or helping to arrange events, taking initiative. So if you are a leader and you feel like you're not leading anything and you, you just have this gift, then maybe just this offer to run with something, um, it'll be a big blessing. And then lastly, showing mercy. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So these people are super patient and really reflect the heart of God to those in need. Um, they act graciously towards those in need and those who are suffering. 
They love the people that most of us tend to shy away from, um, as uncomfortable as that is to admit to ourselves. Um, so whether it's the handicapped, the elderly, the seriously ill, the wounded in spirit, the outcasts, the out of fellowships, um, so people who just, you know, the, the lone rangers out there and the rebellious, um, the people with the gift of mercy really have a heart to, to stay connected to people like this, and it's really important for bringing them into the body. Um, then we'll see, oh, there's some interesting things happening on that slide. Um, <laughs> we have, so verse 6 um, says, we have different gifts according to the grace given us. Um, so when we are identifying uh, like the one or two gifts that we really flow in strongly and that we want to serve in continuously, um, it's, we can really, one, we can ask the Lord, but two, we can just see where do we naturally lean in? Um, what a yeah, um, what are those things we we default to and um, where we really see the needs the most? Because often where you see a need, um, it's because you have the ability to fill that need. Um, and just maybe an encouragement, I, I really believe that when we serve in the specific gifts, because of this verse, because it says we've been given the grace to, to, to have these gifts, um, and that grace has been given to each of us, um, I really believe that when we serve in those specific gifts that the Lord has called us to, that working with God and being led by the Spirit, serving will not be works or a burden. Um, and I can really testify that it is, in fact, a joy and is super fulfilling um, to serve the Lord through, through the gifts that he's given us because he's given us the grace to serve in that capacity. So just to conclude, we are members of the body of Christ, and it is a fundamental part of our identity that we are members of this body. And as his body, these gifts are part of our calling, and we need to trust the Spirit to show us how to use these gifts in each season that we're in. Um, just a reminder of why we do these things. It's not out of works. It's not a burden, but a direct response to God's mercy and out of awe and love and thankfulness to him. And how? In love. Cool. So, um, just really felt in preparing... Um, yeah, the Lord just really laid the word activate on my heart. And how do we... Um, and so the, the question came to mind, like, what's, what's holding us back from, activi- uh, from, from bringing our gifts, from living out these gifts, from serving in them continuously? So we're going to spend a bit of time, um, yeah, maybe um, Nadia, the band, you guys can come up. We're going to spend a bit of time just reflecting on some points that I'm going to put up of um, Oh, they up <laughs> of um, how how maybe things that are potentially stopping us from bringing our gift, and so I want to spend. We're just going to spend a couple of minutes, maybe two or three minutes, before we um, continue, just by yourself reflecting um, through these statements and seeing if if any of these resonate with you. Um, but I also want to say, if they don't, 
that's, that's okay. <laughs> if you really feel that you're serving and that there's nothing holding you back from bringing your gift, that's, that's awesome. Um, don't feel like you have to um, fit into one of these. But I think it's, it's really about just aligning our hearts to the Lord and to what he's called us to in Scripture and responding to his mercy. So if we go through them, um, so maybe you don't see yourself as part of the body. So I'm just going to read each statement. So I don't see myself as part of the body. So in response to that, I would challenge you to ask the Lord during this time to give you a revelation of your identity as a member of the body of Christ um, that has a specific role to play. The next one, I'm not sure what my gift is. Ask the Lord to show you. Make time this week to speak to someone, maybe a friend, a mentor, ask your small group, um, spend time with the Lord, ask the Lord to reveal it to you. But there's a lot of people around you, I'm sure will be able to easily help you point out your gifts. The next one, I'm not sure how to use my gift within our church, so within the specific space or context. Um, ask the Holy Spirit to, to guide you and to give you specific ideas. Like, Just ask it, like, to lay even small ideas on your mind, and but then as soon as they come, then then start acting on them one by one in obedience. Um, and the other thing, it's quite obvious, just offer. So <laughs> if you have a gift and you don't know how to use it in church, just speak up and offer. Say to your small group leader, um, come go to one of the other leaders. Um, the next one, I lack confidence. During this time of worship, I really just encourage you to ask the Lord for boldness. Um, I don't have the desire to serve, or this sounds really, um, sounds quite harsh, but um, <laughs> if you don't have the desire to, do, de- desire to serve, basically don't really care. Um, and it's not an easy thing to admit. Don't worry, you don't need to admit it out loud to anyone. <laughs> but I really encourage you to sit with the Lord now and to reflect on that and to ask him to change your heart because he can. And to stir up in you a desire to serve the body in the gifts that he's given you. Um, next one, I've been hurt in church and so I've backed off. Um, ask the Lord to heal your heart and to help you to forgive and bring life to that place again where you can serve. Next one, I'm too busy. Um, I wanted to put this in, like, inverted commas. It was a bit cheeky, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm too busy to serve, which means I don't prioritize serving. Um, Hear me? There's two parts to this (laughs) before you get upset. Um, There could could be because you're too busy doing things that you shouldn't be doing, which are maybe cool things, but not things that the Lord led you to do. Um, so now you don't have capacity to do what the Lord's called you to do. And it could be that you need to look at your boundaries and look at putting in boundaries with work, um, taking a hard look at your lifestyle and your hobbies, um, and asking the Lord to help you to reprioritize, asking him to show you what to lay down, what to do less of, what to do more of, um, and really trusting in him for the strength to follow through when he guides you in that. Then the second part of that is I genuinely have a lack of capacity in this season. So (laughs) there is grace. (laughs) Maybe you are a new mom or maybe the Lord has called you to specialize in your field. And so you're studying and working and it's just really busy at the moment. Um, There is grace for that. But at the same time, it's, 
it's naturally part of who you are is to live out these gifts. So trust the Lord to show you how to use them in a creative or different way to serve in this season. And it might be really small, and that's okay. But it, um, you've got the gift, and it's part of who you are. So we can really trust the Lord that you can still keep flowing in, in a very, even if it's in a different capacity. And like I mentioned, if none of these um, resonate and you feel you are flowing in your gifts, then just spend this time reflecting um, on the gifts that God's given you, giving him thanks, asking him to continue to guide you, and, and just praise him for that because it's awesome um, that he's given us these things. So yes, we're going to um, just spend a few minutes now, like I said, two to three minutes just responding to that, um, just quietly in your own heart. And then from there, um, as Debbie mentioned, we're also spending time in this um, series um, in prophecy and, and prayer. So if there's anything that you feel stands out that you just want to come and repent or you want um, really want prophecy, you want someone to speak into these gifts and you, or you need a bit of guidance, um, I really encourage you to come up um, after. I'll, I'll um, give a shout on the mic afterwards just for prayer. Um, and then we're going to end in worship. Cool. So maybe if just some of the um, elders and deacons could just um, be available to pray, just invite you to come up um, and receive prayer. 
and to bring your requests before the Lord and whether you need some motivation and encouragement in your gift, whether you need it to be stirred up a bit, whether you're unsure and um, yeah, just need a bit of guidance, um, whether you want someone to prophesy over you and speak life into your gift, um, yeah, just invite you to come forward and just to respond. And if there's not something specific you feel to respond to, then let's continue to worship the Lord. And you're welcome to stand. Let's all stand. Going to worship God. And then as we worship, come to the front, please. And we'd love to pray with you.